0: Is Aaron Rodgers going to be a Jet? What can the Packers expect in a trade? Are the 49ers in play? What do the Jets do without Rodgers? We're exploring it all today on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. You
1: are locked on NFL scouting with the Draft Dudes, your daily podcast for NFL and college football scouting. Part of the Locked On Podcast
0: Network, your team, every day. What's better than this? It's guys being dudes here on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast. We're the Draft Dudes. I'm Joe Marino from Lockdown Bills. He's Kyle Krabs from Lockdown Dolphins. And we are your NFL experts here with you daily to talk team building across the league on the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast with the Draft Dudes, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked NFL Scouting your first listen every day. And a big welcome to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single show, we appreciate you being here. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a one hundred percent free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game.
1: All caps, locked on and all. Caps. All caps. Yeah. Welcome, Kyle. Howdy, Joe. Thanks for letting me talk here, sharing the mic. <laughs> you know, I had a lot <laughs> to get out there at the beginning, my guy. Uh, so we're gonna do the Rogers thing. We've been sitting on the Rogers thing for since we started the new show, dude. Yes, right. We've been like, oh, well, the Rogers trade is gonna happen. We'll talk about it when it's done. And um, no. We're going to do it now, which means the Rogers trade will officially happen in the next 24 hours. You're welcome. You're welcome, because we <laughs> did this show talking about what would happen if the 49ers crash the party. Rogers will be a jet by Sunday morning, guaranteed. And that's okay, as long as it doesn't happen in the next three hours as we are recording the podcast and immediately producing the podcast and putting the podcast up. Give us a little little bit of light yeah, here. Give you us know, a little bit of light here. Right forward to the emergency podcast with you at two o'clock.
0: You know, maybe so. I got a, I got a one, a two 30 and a three 30 this afternoon. So, you know, that's, that's not really going to be easy. That's guaranteed forward.
1: when it's going to happen then. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll be sitting there trying to get off of interviews and that's fine. Back, yeah. Back with well, you on the prepared. saddle here, but we're looking at this from all three different teams here. Packers, yeah. jets, 49ers. They're all fascinating. There's a lot of layers to each discussion and I guess we should set the tone here with how we got here? Just a little bit before we talk about this from the Jets' perspective. Aaron Rodgers goes into the darkness retreat. Wore a black shirt today in honor of the darkness retreat. Yeah, and he said he was. Out. He said he was. We're in the went darkness. into that thing ninety percent retired. Ninety percent retired. What's that saying in the NFL that very common? When the word retire enters your mind, that's it. You're done. Well, not for Apparently Aaron Rodgers. Not. He still had that ten percent. And boy, oh boy. Let there be light. Let there be light. And He's his deck. intention, he comes out, his intention is to play for the New York Jets. All right, cool. Well, that really effed up the uh, the trade negotiations, right? Correct. 90% retired. Yep. Intention is to play for the Jets. You really kind of bone both teams here. And Woody Johnson doesn't want to give up a 2024 first-round pick without conditions. And we understand that the asking price is a two this year and a one in 2024. The Packers want no strings attached, and the Jets obviously are reluctant. And I
1: I get it. I get it. I get it. Here's what I think the number one thing that, that you have said in our personal conversations across the course of this entire saga, and you just said it in the last couple of days. It was... If the Jets are going to do this, then they need to think highly enough of themselves and what they will be in 2023 where they would be comfortable losing the first-round pick because Aaron Rodgers on the Jets, you'd like to think that Jets team is a team that could be picking in the mid to late 20s or early 30s, right? Like, that's the aspiration. Yeah. That's why you do this trade with this in mind. So if you're... Is it worth wringing your hands over a pick in the mid to late 20s or early 30s? I guess the challenge with that is there's only one outcome in which it's a, is a successful decision, and it's picking 32.
0: Is it? So let me ask you that. Is that really true? The Jets have been last in the AFC East for what, like the last well, three or don't, four don't years? Don't do this. Five of the last. No, they haven't had success, man. It's like seven of the last eight, I think. Like, do you reinvigorate everything about your operation, including a a commitment to your GM, a commitment to your
1: head coach? You stay the course that is seems to be pretty good outside of quarterback. So it's worth it. It's worth it beyond winning the Super Bowl if you have Aaron for more than one year.
0: But if you if you do the if you you do the deal
1: if you do the deal, and you don't win this year and then he retires, I think that's where it becomes like, yeah, man, you gave it your best shot, you swung the bat, but, like, you still didn't get it done. You don't make this trade with this kind of money involved and this kind of assets for a one-year rental at quarterback. And then you're back to square one, and you won't have a resource to go, like, what's your plan at quarterback for 2024 when you won't even have a premium asset, even if it's a late pick in the first round, to dangle, to trade for another veteran, or to trade or up in the NFL draft. You you kind of put yourself out in no man's land in ultimate quarterback purgatory in 2024.
0: There's going to be a crop of random quarterbacks in 2024 that you'd have to pivot to, and I understand that that's potentially not very attractive. And and as somebody, one of my core team-building philosophies is that you need to be as good as you can for as long as you can and hope to get lucky along the way. And I think where the Aaron Rodgers on a very short, potentially just a one-year thing is that really gets in the way of is for the as long as you can part, mm-hmm. right? And, and I understand how that's prohibitive. I just wonder if the Jets in, in how the last decade has been gives you a little bit of an urgency to do this. Or maybe that's just another mistake in your rat race of trying to be good. And he takes away from your sustainability going through a different path, a different path is probably Ryan Tannehill,
1: right? So if you're going to pivot, right, go in a different direction, Tannehill's one because Tannehill is playing on a team that is in the midst of a team in transition window from a life cycle perspective. They, they're definitely new general manager with Ryan Carthon some personnel decisions, they're overhauling the offensive line, they've floated out trading Derrick Henry. I'd certainly consider them, at minimum, to be a team in transition. Um, offloading a expensive quarterback contract makes a lot of sense for them, especially huge. if they end up like moving up in the draft or something like that. The extra draft capital would be very helpful. Uh, so that would help amplify their team in transition. I think another team that's a team in transition is the LA Rams and Matthew Stafford. And that is, I I think, another feasible pivot that gives the Jets a moderate ceiling to feel like they can contend in the AFC. I would rather trade for Stafford than Tannehill at this point because the ceiling's higher as a player. I'd agree. Let me check. I'm going to float around and produce this thing for just a second.
0: Well, and, that, and that's kind of been my, my issue with this entire situation with the Jets is for what Aaron Rodgers has put Green Bay through over the last several offseasons, mm-hmm. you're now signing up for this. And so not only are you signing up for this in the form of parting with draft capital, but also a huge cap commitment, right? There's a lot that you're that you're taking on. You're choosing to take on another team's problem that they can't wait to get rid of. It's like buying a, a, a used car, right? You're signing up for someone else's problems. I'm going to go ahead and
1: put the Stafford stuff in the dirt. You know what the dead okay. cap is on this? I don't. Pre-June 1 dead cap on a trade is $74 million. Yeah, that ain't happening. The post-June 1 dead cap uh, is 18 and a half in 2023 and then 55 and a half in 2024. Got to feel like Stafford's probably going to stay put. Yeah.
0: But what other pivot is – so now it's it's Tannehill or Rodgers or Zach Wilson.
1: What other free agents do we still have floating around Cam here? One of the top – there's not 32 guys better than him. Know. Per Cam Newton. There you go. Um, Any other veteran quarterbacks? Joe Flacco. Kurt – Kirk Cousins
0: <laughs> well he was supposed to be a Jet before he became a Viking so right. this could just come full circle here right right or are the Jets now a team that moves up for a quarterback that seems crazy to me how do you go from we're ready to add Aaron Rodgers to we're ready to trade up for number they, they, th- to three they,
1: they can't because they what can't what, what happens there if that doesn't pay immediate dividends then Joe Douglas and Robert Sala right. are you're you're out It doesn't matter how good the 2022 class was in the foundation. If you have the number two pick and spend it on Zach Wilson, and then you trade multiple ones to go up from 13 to two or to three, and you don't immediately hit a home run on that next quarterback. That's the unforgivable sin in NFL team building. You can't do it.
0: Is the reality here though, that once the 11th hour comes and the 11th hour could be week one of the 2023 season, that everyone's going to cave at some point here. And that, I mean, everything that the Jets have done has been positioning themselves for Aaron Rodgers to be the quarterback. The players they've signed, the coaches they've hired, it's all about Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. Like, at some point, they're going to have to wake up and say, you know what, man? It's either we meet the Packers' demands or the Packers come off of it, or you really have to do make one of these pivots that don't seem very attractive.
1: Yeah, I think... It would behoove the Jets to get it done before before the draft, because once the draft comes and goes, it's kind of like the Lamar Jackson discussion with the the, the non-exclusive tender. It kind of opens everybody else back up now. It's like, oh, we can get Aaron now and pay for him 11 yeah. weeks from now or 11 months from now. So for the Jets to be in a position where they have 42 and 43 back-to-back consecutively in the draft, their number one competition who we're going to talk about next is San Francisco as it's been perceived because we've we've seen it reported and kind of drifted out there that San Francisco has at least touched base Mm -hmm. with Green Bay in this regard, Uh, with Brock Purdy being uh, UCL surgery and... You have Trey Lance coming back from an injury of his own. And right now it's Sam Darnold is like the healthy quarterback on the roster, right? Like, so like, and you look at what else San Francisco's got. There's a pretty compelling case to be made there for San Francisco to crash the party, which we're going to talk about next year on the show. But
0: first, we're going to tell you about Ultimate Football GM. You've heard us talk about this mobile game. And if you think you'd make a good NFL GM that you got to give it a try. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory by trying to build a historic dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the direction of your franchise by hiring coaches and coordinators, managing the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms. You got to deal with free agency, the draft injuries, player personnel issues, all the ups and downs of a season, all this in a challenging and, and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free, playable offline, on the go, as you want and when you want to. Locked on NFL Scouting listeners, you get a one hundred percent free boost to your franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game. That's Locked On, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM, start your dynasty today.
1: And hey, Joe, there's um. Quite a bit of headway the San Francisco 49ers can make here in accommodating this. I'm looking at some of these contracts. You know they haven't touched the McCaffrey contract yet? Not yet. So that's about $12 million per season that's just waiting. Throw two void years on the back end of that bad boy, max restructure that thing, guess what? He's got about $10 million in cap space right there off that. Uh... Let's see, seven technically seven point five. If we restructure Trent Williams, you could save fourteen and a half. Eric Armstead, you restructure, you can save seven point seven five. George Kittle, you'd save seven and a half. Restructure Rogers. Do something with Rogers, do, right? Do something with Rogers. There's a lot of math here that makes a lot of sense. So Craig Creighton of
0: FS1, he's reporting that the 49ers do have interest and that they're willing to part with multiple third-round picks and the unconditional 2024 first-round. Oh,
1: that, that, that's that been reported that they, they don't have qualms about the conditions? According to Craig Creighton of <laughs> FS1. Oh, this is fun. This is fun.
0: So, so look at this from Rodgers' perspective. Ro like would rogers rather go to the Jets or to the 49ers you would think he played his college ball in cal right like mm-hmm. and like kind of a a belief that he prefers the west coast
1: seems like that'd probably be pretty attractive for him should should we hold should we hold these two up against each other the 49ers are just supporting casts
0: all right yeah Let's better head thing.
1: coach uh, 49ers better offensive play caller oh, we're doing this, the 49ers? Right, yeah, just because it's... It's It's the same guy. Well, for San Francisco, it's the same guy, but then from the Jets' perspective, the pitch is we went and got a guy that that knows Aaron. So his familiarity, is this about the better situation or is this about control? Which is the unique question with Aaron. Who knows? Right. But, back, if, but if you're, just, if, if you're going to objectively call who is better, it's San Francisco's. Right. And that's the only thing we can look at it through. Right. So your offensive backfield
0: 49ers. They have McCaffrey. He's the best M- player.
1: McCaffrey versus, we, we call him Brees off of a half a season. And Brees was awesome for half Michael a season. Michael Carter. Yeah. Yeah. And Michael Carter. Elijah. It's, it's McCaffrey and Elijah Mitchell. And Mitchell's a more accomplished – he's he's yeah. a less durable player, but he's right. a more accomplished RB2 for sure. Uh, the tight end room, George Kittle versus Uzoma and – And
0: Conklin. Uh, and the the Conklin. Jets are deeper at tight end, but Kittle's the best player.
1: Mm-hmm. How about the offensive line? It's probably the Jets. I think the Jets are definitely more well-rounded. 49ers, 49ers are the best the player best in Trent player. Williams. Right. Right. But do they have
0: another, like, guy that is a – for more than half the teams would be a preferred starter? Aaron Banks, Jake Brendel, Spencer Burford, and Colton mckivitz That's bad. Probably not. So, like, the Jets
1: probably have the better but offensive what's, line. What's crazy now. is they've made it work, though. Like, we expected San Francisco to have this big regression last year with offensively what they lost on the offensive line. Burford was good when he played. Brendel was good when he played. The Jets have more
0: offensive line talent than the 49 Correct. Okay. Yep. Uh Wide receiver. It's a fun conversation. So Ayuk, Samuel, Juwan Jennings versus Garrett Wilson. Uh... Alan Lazard, they paid him a lot of money, right? They, uh, it's about $11 million per is what they paid him. They, they're still holding on to Corey Davis, too. Yeah, that, Hardman, they you have paid. to think
1: Corey Davis is going to be gone. You would think. There, there's a big cap savings not, yeah. opportunity there.
0: So Wilson, Lazard, Hardman is probably what we're looking at for
1: a top three. Yeah. In
0: the best player is Samuel, right? Then yes. probably Wilson, then Ayuk. So You got two of the top three. I, I think it's 49ers. Hardman doesn't move the needle for me. Lazard doesn't move the needle for me that much either.
1: So you have a pretty definitive talent advantage on San Francisco's side of things. You have a home field advantage for San Francisco. Again, the mystery question is what's more important to Aaron? And only Aaron Rodgers can answer that question. But if the answer is might- good. He
0: might want to be in the
1: NFC too. Like, does he want to go join this AFC party? I you got an easy much easier path to the postseason and potentially home field advantage playing for the San Francisco 49ers.
0: Look at your division. Yeah, you the t- two of the we two of the worst rosters in the NFL, Cardinals, Rams, are in that division. Yep. Seattle and you. Like, you're going to be a top two seed in the NFC, probably. Let me
1: like, are you around, winning I mean, the AFC I mean,
0: East? Are you winning the AFC East if you if he goes to
1: the Jets? I mean, I feel like he probably feels like he would walk into whatever right. situation he wants and win. To the
0: and maybe we aren't the two guys to answer that question. All right, but because
1: you'd like to think our teams would have something to say about it. But <laughs> right. all right, I have the um, I have the schedule. Would you like the schedule? I have the 49 Nineers schedule this year. Not in order, obviously week by week, but just the teams yeah. that they're playing. Okay. You want the home games?
0: Sure. I know that the AFC East has, like, hard schedules this year. They play everybody good.
1: They do. Okay. So you have uh, Arizona Cardinals, Los Angeles Rams, Seattle Seahawks at home. You have the Dallas Cowboys at home. You have the New York Giants at home. You have the Baltimore Ravens at home, and you have the Cincinnati Bengals at home. That ain't easy. Then on the road, you have obviously – your three divisional opponents, Seattle, Los Angeles, and Arizona. Uh, you are at Jacksonville, at Minnesota, at Philadelphia, yikes, at Washington, at Pittsburgh, at Cleveland, but then they also have a home game against uh, Tampa Bay.
0: A lot of playoff teams there, man. Mm-hmm. These are both pretty tough schedules. Tough
1: schedules. So I don't know that you get a definitive push one way or the other, other than the degree of difficulty within the division. Right. The thing that, that – the fact that San Francisco, it's if they are indeed willing to play ball with the unconditional one, that's got to be a little unnerving for the Jets. Now, again – Aaron has some say here, because Aaron, if, if it's more important for Aaron to go to New York and do the thing that Brett Favre couldn't do at the end of his career by going to the Jets and winning the division and taking them to the playoffs and winning playoff games and going to the Super Bowl, like, if that's the most important thing to Aaron is like, oh, okay, Brett couldn't do it, yeah, I'll do it. Or if it's more important to say, I want to go somewhere that they're desperate and I can put my thumb over everything that happens there and dictate and let this play out the way that I want it to, it's going to be the Jets. But if he has an open mind about where he has the best opportunity to win another Super Bowl and the control dynamics are less important to him, San Francisco is going to make this very interesting.
0: I have a follow-up question for you on the 49ers here before we get into the Packers conversation. We gotta take a quick break. So right after the break, I want to
1: ask you this forty ers question.
0: Kyle, I promised a forty ers
1: question. A oh, quick Here the draw, too. You must be eager to ask this question.
0: Well, you know, we have some mechanics in place for how we do the shows, and I knew that I was gonna
1: go out of You violated, there. yeah, you yeah, violated so I, the breed I of the show. Of okay, I go knew. ahead. Go
0: ahead. Should the forty ers want to do this? Yes. You, without hesitation, said yes right there, and is that just because of the, like the structure of their team and, and how they've positioned things like this is what they kind
1: of have to do? Okay, so what did you say one of your core philosophies was of NFL team building? Be as good as you can for as long as you can and try to get lucky. The 49ers have been as good as they can be since 2019 13 and three had the regression year in 2020 where they dealt with a lot of injuries. Mullins, the leading quarterback, Garoppolo misses a bunch of time. Then they go 10-7, and 7, and then they go 13-4. and 4. And in those three seasons, they lost the Super Bowl and they lost in the conference championship game twice. Your roster's maxed. You got McCaffrey, you got Debo, you got Ayuk for now. So staring like, like,
0: at Sam Darnold with hurt Trey Lance and Brock Purdy is obviously not maximizing this chance,
1: right? Correct. And you're in year five of your as good as you can for as long as you can window. How long can you guarantee? And we've already kind of start started to see some attrition with what the offensive lines look like with Mac retiring. And then they lose Lake and Tomlinson on the offensive line in free agency last year, ironically enough to the Jets like you just going to hang on and be like oh we got Brock on a adjusted 7th round pick rookie contract for the next 3 years and we'll get by for the first 2 months of the season till he's able to throw a football again no man come on you had a chance to put Aaron freaking Rodgers into this mix with this talent as good as you can for as long as you can. Get getting lucky is sitting there going into the draft with a pick. Your first pick scheduled at ninety eight, and you have a chance to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Shoot, they're already down three first round picks for Trey Lance. What's one more to go get Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> you might as well get some type of correct out of it. And look, if it doesn't work out, like at least you have the wins to be able to point to to ownership and say, yeah, you you know, we the Trey Lance thing keeps biting us in the rear end, but we've got the wins. The Jets don't have that luxury. When we talk about the difference between if the Jets use a two on Zach Wilson and then trade for Aaron Rodgers and it doesn't work out, well, if it doesn't work out, the Jets don't have the wins. Three of the last four NFC Championship games the 49ers have been in and they've won one of those three. I don't know. I I think it's a slam dunk for San Francisco. I tend to agree with you.
0: I tend to agree with you. You've embraced this situation. How do you get it over the hump? Well, stop relying on Jimmy Garoppolo
1: and Brock Purdy and meaningful moments to get that done for you. Right. There's a quarterback that can... And we understand Jimmy got hurt, and we understand that Brock got hurt in the playoff game, and... It's all unfortunate circumstances, and any player can get hurt at any point. But I still don't think that the 49ers were going to win that game, even if Brock Purdy played Whoa. the whole damn game.
0: No, they there was no path.
1: But a quarterback so pack- that can win you a game definitively and has proven over the course of his career he can win you big games. And I understand Aaron's only won one Super Bowl, but I mean this is a top echelon quarterback of all time and can still go. So the Packers, um,
0: the last thing they need to do is not get a deal done. Right. So for as much leverage as you may think exists elsewhere, the Packers really at some point just need to be done with Aaron Rodgers.
1: What do you think of Bakhtiari's comments? I didn't see him. You didn't see this? No.
0: Filibuster for me. Kyle is going to float around and produce this thing and get David Bakhtiari's comments that he's quite stunned that I haven't heard.
1: Okay. So this, uh, he went on a podcast or he went on busting with the boys with Compton and and Taylor Lewan, right? So he goes on busting with the boys. Um, and he gets he drops this Galaxy Brain comment. And the whole quote is in here. Just hear it out. The Packers are rebuilding whether you think so or not. Could they be good? I don't know. Mind you, is still on the Packers. Okay. <laughs> this is his words? These are his words. This is his quotes, from his direct quote from Bustin' with the Boys. Okay. The Packers are rebuilding... Whether you think so or not, could they be good? I don't know. Could they be bad? Probably if you're betting. More people think they're going to be bad than good, right? Is that fair to say? So then they're going to be like, we're going to suck anyways. We want what we want and we're not going to bend anyone. So we'll just eat it. You can stay unretired. We'll pay you. We don't care because if we're going to do it our way, it's going to be on our terms. If not, we're going to be Super Bowl con- If not, what are we going to be? Super Bowl contenders anyway. So we'll eat it. You can hang on the side. We'll pay you your money, and then we'll suck anyways and get the picks. As compared to dealing him for something that you shouldn't have, you could potentially look like an idiot, not only to the president and the board, but to everyone else around the league. I'm talking from the GM's perspective. You put yourself in the hot seat. Wow. (laughs) Correct. Packers left tackle. David Bakhtiari. Future uh,
0: co-host of this podcast, because it sounds like he's interested in team building. He can be part of the trio. We'll we'll expand
1: for David Right? Come on, David. (laughs) I'd love to have you on. on. Love that candidness. Um, But just kind of floating the idea out that, like, if the Packers don't get what they want, they'll just pay Aaron anyway, not give him away for free, and embrace the rebuilding year. I think that's probably unlikely right, because somebody, dude, you just found out it's just been reported. Who who reported it from the San Francisco side of things from FS1? Craig, Craig Creighton, C-R-A-T-O-N. So Craig Creighton's reporting that San Francisco is willing to give you two of your three third-round picks that they have and the unconditional one. If the Jets don't give the unconditional one, that's a nightmare for them. Because if I'm Green Bay, I'm not going to lose sleep over having 43 versus 98 and 101, knowing I'm going to get the first-round pick in 2024 anyway, which is obviously the big fish that they're after when it's all said and done.
0: And not that the Packers typically make a lot of moves. In what way is this roster better than last year at this time?
1: Mm -hmm. I mean... I want to make sure I don't speak out of turn here.
0: I mean, it's pretty
1: underwhelming. Okay, so they've figured out a new contract for Aaron Jones. They lost Lazard. They lost Tunyon. Am I forgetting anybody else up front? They certainly didn't add anybody in free agency to the offensive side of the ball. Right, they lost Mercedes Lewis. That moves the needle for you. Uh, Defensively, they lose Jaron Reed.
0: Yeah, and they lost Adrian Amos.
1: And they've signed signed, Tavarius Moore. Signed Tavarius Moore. That's about it, huh? (laughs) Like this team is not
0: better. Like you're you're hoping that young players take a step, right? That's your plan to get right. better. Watson, Dubs, right. Toure, uh, Devon, uh, not Devondre Campbell, uh, Quay Walker, the other uh, Devontae Wyatt. Like, that's your plan. Your plan is that young players get better. But I think that Bakhtiari is absolutely correct when he says things like that, where we're probably not going to be that good. We're rebuilding whether or not they want to believe it or not. Like, this team hasn't actively tried to improve this offseason. They'll get better in the
1: draft, I guess. They'll get some young players. And we're just continuing to float around. We're going to trade Aaron Rodgers on top of it.
0: Yeah. This is a middling team last year with Aaron Rodgers and a better, with better talent around him.
1: Joe that is. Be Jordan Love? Maybe if they run the ball more. Be helpful.
0: Maybe they will because of that.
1: Right. I'd be willing to bet they do. And I'd be willing to bet they're more balanced offensively. And it's not just, oh, it's, it's, one man, slot fade, shot down the field. <laughs> they love making a living that way. Um are you losing sleep over the lack of potential return from San Francisco versus uh the Jets?
0: If I get a twenty twenty four one, I'm not losing a second of sleep.
1: The other galaxy brain thing here San Francisco could do is they could package some of these threes and get up into the second round and then just trade the two anyway. Right. We'll do the work for you. Right. We'll get you the two by using what we have, and then we'll send the two and the one next year and be done.
0: We got some dangling stuff out there in the NFL right now, whether it's this, DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. and I feel like the next two weeks is going to provide a lot of clarity, including potentially even on draft day. or and draft I, days. I, I
1: guess what's fascinating about the, the Rogers thing too is it's not even guaranteed to be done on night one because the – the pivotal picks don't happen until Friday, two weeks from now.
0: And Aaron Rodgers is already hijacked in NFL draft and somehow made it about himself, right? I I mean, what's another (laughs) one? What's another one? And and I don't know that this is his fault completely, but he's at the center of it once again. Going to have five first-round quarterbacks. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers the whole damn time.
1: Can't wait. Maybe four. Maybe, Maybe three. Four. Probably four. Four. That fifth one's coming. No, predictably, D- that's the take. D- yes, Davis Webb was a first-round pick at this time. He sure was in his draft class. Will Greer, right? Spare old me. To remember,
0: Ryan Nassib. I was ready for Ryan Nassib right up until the Bills didn't draft him.
1: Yep. Spare me the uh, the hand and hooker buzz right now. All right. Spare me. I'm we'll selling. See, you might eat those words, man. That's fine. I, I, I do. I'll I'll eat them here on the show. <laughs> but that's gonna do it for us here on this episode, and this week of Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. I'm Kyle Krabs. He's Joe Marino. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We hope you enjoyed this deep dive into the Aaron Rodgers saga. We have a lot more great content coming your way between now and the draft, including some draft content, some NFL team building content. Uh, We like to take it from a lot of angles. We like to get creative and and kind of look at it from a different scope and different perspective, which is what we aim to do here on the show. So We hope you will uh, return, become an everydayer here on the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. It's your team's every day. Appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a great weekend. Talk to you all again soon.